Teens, you're listening to Jurgen, the only podcast exclusively about the secret life of the American teenager. I'm Sam Canning, aka the Integer Knower, and I'm Jordan Canning, and I'm pouring one out for those poor insurance companies. Fuck, I feel so cry for them. <laughs> Me too. I'm sad. So sad. About it. This is so sad. Oh, I get the title of this episode. <laughs> this is Season 5, Episode 18, Money for Nothing, uh, Title Watch. Oh, uh, written by Brenda Hampton, she's back. Hey! And Elena Rada, directed by Lindsley Parsons third. Oh, dear me. Lindsley, pour me another spot of tea, would you, dear? Okay, uh, uh, Title Watch. We, we would be remiss not to mention the fact that this episode is called Money for Nothing. There is a Season 1 episode called Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free. Great job brenda who fucking cares anymore brenda it's called you know the show is going to be over in a couple episodes call your episodes whatever you want you know it doesn't yeah, matter i mean how many simpsons episodes are there that are titled i annoyed grunt bot or whatever there's like one i think oh just one yeah i think they did i mean you think we you get- think most shows don't just do the same title twice I mean, hey, The Simpsons is like, devolved into episodes of, like, Bart Simpson and the funny fake Donald Trump, like, flossing to- with Ninja as a guest star or something. Uh-huh. So, but- but they- but if you, you gotta hand it to them, they don't reuse their episode titles, as far as I can tell. I mean, I don't know why you're saying the first part like it's a bad thing. I would- I would kill is, for an episode is, of Secret Life where- where Hey, Amy I'm Donald Trump Simpson- I'm Simpsons Donald Trump, and this is my friend Ninja. Let's floss. And then you'd say, that's not what Donald Trump's... voice. That's not what... Well, you know, The Simpsons' Donald Trump doesn't really... This is some new observational humor there, but if you think about it, The Simpsons' Donald Trump doesn't really sound like... I've got the biggest like, hands. Everyone I says big, i got big hands and I play Fortnite with Ninja. i got a picture of <laughs> anyway. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on my desk. Anyway, uh, The Simpsons is bad, but you know what's not bad? Not this show. This show's bad. Um... Hmm... I'm trying to think of something that's not bad, but I got nothing. Mm, So the secret life of the American Impeachment is very funny. That's happening right now, apparently. What's funny? Impeaching the big wet man who plays Fortnite with the You know what's good? That he's definitely going to get Going to Jurgenit Patreon website. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say that's actually a bad way to spend your money, but that's just me personally. You know what's good? Integers. I love integers. I like integers. Hey, uh, you know what? I'm gonna give this episode. Uh, 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 I'm gonna give this episode a three out of ten. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to <laughs> uh, this episode. This episode had things, facts, events, symbols. There were no symbols. No symbols. But last uh, episode had a symbol when Amy held up the Statue of Liberty, which symbolizes New York. If you think about it. Yeah, uh, this episode, though, this episode, I said this on Twitter, this episode gave me, it, it recaptured a classic Secret Life feeling, which is, I finished the episode and I was like, oh my god, I can't fucking wait for Jordan to watch this shit. I didn't enjoy it. Right, neither did I, because it was bad. Uh, the, here's the one good thing I can say about this episode. Uh-huh. 
uh, go to jo.org continues to be so broken that the time bar just no longer works. It doesn't reflect where you are in the episode. So when the episode ended, I thought that I had like 15 minutes left, and then it was just over. What a gift. What a gift from Brenda. Uh, it's impossible to watch this show anymore because the website that it's on doesn't work. Yeah, you did have to go to motion and uh, legally watch it uh, in in. I fast tried motion. so fucking hard to watch this episode legally today because you know me, I love the law and I love capitalism. And I tried, Brenda, Hampton, I went to iTunes and it wasn't working, and then I went to, and I'm so sorry, listeners, but I did go to Amazon.com. I'm sorry. But you know the best part? They don't put season five on that fucking horrible website. So, like, even then I couldn't, I couldn't even, if I wanted to, which yeah, I Yeah, you think Amazon is bad now. Just imagine if Secret How much, Life of the American yeah. Teenager season five was available on it. You know that they're going to be, it's going to be an Amazon exclusive season six with Dr. Dre. (laughs) So let's start talking about this episode. Okay. So this episode begins with Kathy teaching Ethan what an integer is. I don't, I I gotta say, I gotta say, Uh they picked a bad example in my onion because learning what an integer is, is not difficult beyond going, oh, that's what that word means. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah, it's like it's such, like I don't, been like, like couldn't they have picked something else? Like, why is Ethan not able to understand the idea of oh, it's a positive or negative number that is just a whole number? Well, that was very hard, and they couldn't think of any <laughs> writing is hard, Sam. And Brenda Hampton just, wrote this. You know, you know, a fraction. It's not one of those. It would have been so funny if uh, these two teenagers had been like. New math, what's that? The way they do math these days, it's so crazy from when I, Brenda Hampton. Are Ham- you referencing I mean, a... Hmm? What is this? Well, it's like, have you never heard, like, old people say, like, oh, math was different when I was a kid, and I'm saying it'd be very funny if the high schoolers were talking about how math has changed from when they were kids. Oh, I see. I thought for, I thought there was some comedy man who had a bit called New Math, but I don't remember what it is. So anyway. Oh yeah, Tom Lur did New Math. But I was just saying, uh, like, like you ever hear old people, they're like, math these days, so different, so much harder to think about. And it's kind of observational humor for boomer humor. So anyway, Kathy uh, teaches Ethan what an integer is, and he says, "But he Boo! doesn't learn it until the end of the episode." Oh, oh yeah, we we should we should plant the seed of of God. something that will come up later. So Kathy's like, uh, "Ethan, so here's what an integer perfect. is. Can you tell me what are two consecutive even integers that make twenty four? Or I don't remember what the number was. Twenty four, we'll say." Uh, and Ethan says, Duh! and then Kathy's phone rings, and it's her dad, Edward the Vampire, Edward Cullen. <laughs> funny, thank you. Um, thank you for laughing at my funny joke. Uh, I, she, I put his name as Vamp in my notes, like the Metal Gear character, but um, I forgot that his name was Edward, which is really funny. It is Edward. She she says, uh, uh, she tells her dad, her dad's like, hey, you were calling me? What's up? She says, oh, something was wrong, but I think Ethan's got a handle on it. He's really smart and has a huge dick. And then she gives the phone to Ethan so he can talk to Edward. Bonjour, he... monsieur. I hope you are enjoying the city of lights. And then he's like, I'm in the south of France, uh, not Paris. I've just bought seven horses and I love horses. <laughs> and then he's like, by the way, Kathy, I, her boyfriend <laughs> is after money and it's bad. And then he says that that's not, he doesn't like that. I, I gotta say, I I took a nap while Ethan talked to Edward. This was 
just it's just a conversation of Ethan summarizing recent events, and then every time he says anything, uh, Kathy's dad goes, I, I know, I know, shut up, Duh, I hate you. Duh. And then every time he says anything, he's like, wow, sir, I that's very astute of you. But then the best part is at the end of the conversation, he's like, why are you with my daughter? And he says, she's helping me study algebra. I'm bad at algebra. And he says, wow, same hat. And then Ethan says, oh, wow, we're basically the same, you and me, we're friends now, goodbye. Yep, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm bad at algebra too. After all this time, always. <laughs> always, Harry, I don't know what an integer is either. Yeah, anyway, uh, so, Adrian just, cause is, I, I don't, I don't oh, know yeah. if we, if we spelled it out enough. The idea of this is that, uh, Ethan's claim, because I don't think he said this last week, uh, is that that Don, Kathy's ex, uh, wants someone to pay him off, and uh, he got this impression uh, because he heard Don just mention to Kathy that he needs money for college and he's going to have to get a job. So Ethan has decided, based on that, that, that Don is here to try to harass people into giving him money to leave them alone. This guy's such a fucking creep. I hate Ethan. <laughs> yeah, Ethan's really stupid. Uh, so Edward says, uh, I don't want Don to jeopardize the adoption, which I don't really know what that means, considering that Don it's already signed adoption. all the papers. The adoption is complete. Like, this is, this is uh, conveniently enough, because uh, he turns out to be in <laughs> the episode, but this... This story is such a nothing story in the same way as the divorce attorney thing where he was, like, accusing Leo of infidelity when they, like, had a prenup and everything was already worked out so it didn't matter. Yeah, this show fucking sucks, dude. Like, there's nothing there's nothing that Don can do. Like, Well, if what they, if he did? What if? Like, if he keeps harassing them about wanting to see his baby, they can just, like, make a fucking police report and then he'll have to leave them alone. Problem solved. <laughs> He also doesn't live in the same state as them. That's true. So Adrian uh, is asleep in bed, and Omar is Omar from New York. He, oh, like, I want to. I want to ask you. Uh huh. What did? What did? How? What was your interpretation of Ethan's little moment with Kathy's dad being uh, also thought, bad at algebra? I thought Ethan was out of his mind. <laughs> you 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 thought that it just didn't make any sense? No, I thought that uh, when someone says I was also bad at algebra, that doesn't make you friends. So you thought that they were friends, or you thought that no, he thought No, I thought they were that friends. he thinks that that means that Ethan, that uh, Edward, Kathy approves of him now. Because my, what Which I thought, doesn't. until you made a comment about it just now, I thought that what was going on was that Ethan was like, oh my god, Kathy's rich dad also was bad at algebra. That, like, if that means I that I have hope algebra, for my future. No, I think, because he says, well, we'll talk about it later. Okay. So Omar, like, does the whole, like, I'm gonna not wake you up, and then he, like, wakes Adrian up, and she freaks out, and she pulls out a, she pulls out a gun. <laughs> I'm not gonna wake you up! Just kidding! <laughs> well, he, like, wakes her up, and she pulls out a gun, and then shoots him, and then he says, it's me, Omar! It's Remember? me, George! It's me, George! <laughs> so, he apparently- yeah, he, say, he says good morning to her, and she attacks him out of shock, and then he's like, hey, I- I told you that I would be home this morning uh, in one of the 17 texts that I sent you after the flight. And Adrian says that she turned off her phone after Ben texted her. Great. And then he's like, I turned, he's like, which, I wait, turned off. Which is not true because Ricky talked to her. 
Oh yeah, she's lying, huh? I guess she's. I guess she's lying. That or they forgot. They did forget, but they. She probably forgot, but lying. she's also lying. He says. Uh, he says he had to turn off his phone because he's a good boy and he would never be bad and wrong. And then he th- says that we live in a society and Ben is rich and he can afford to keep his phone on one second longer than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, I want to talk about this because Adrian is like, I'm not mad that you sat with Amy. I'm mad that I heard about it from Ben and not from you. And Omar's like, well, they told us to turn off our phones, so I turned off my phone. And then she's like, yeah, but Ben took the risk and you didn't. And Omar says, well, Ben's rich. He can afford to take more risks than I can. And I just want to know what risk that is. Well, if they catch you with your phone open, they'll wait till they're at cruising altitude and then they'll throw you off the plane. <laughs> throw you off the plane. Yeah, if you like, can't pay the toll. Omar, you're, they're not going to, like, kick you off the plane. A flight attendant is going to go up to you and go, sir, sir can you can turn you your turn. phone off? Sir, please, sir. But then check this out. He says that Ben is rich, and then Adrian says, well, you're rich now. Yeah, you were in first class, so shut the fuck up. You're in first class, and you have a million dollars. You got a check for a million dollars. Shut up. He says, oh, I keep forgetting that... This is my favorite thing about season five, is that everyone is rich, and everyone is moving to New York. Yes. You know, I'm thinking about when Omar made that comment last season, uh about like the the like the mark on his permanent record when ben accused him blah 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 of false accusations or whatever man i feel so bad for men you don't understand how it is to be a young black professional like i can't take this hit to my record and then like four days later he became a millionaire millionaire. yay it's so easy turns out it's really easy So he got her a present. Oh, she... Yeah, she's just like, what'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? I'm the Berenstain Bears kids. The Berenstain Bear disease. (laughs) Adrian Uh, gets the gimmies. Adrian does get the gimmies. Damn, Uh, she did get the gimmies. I also have, but I wrote it with an E-I-N because it's the other universe. So uh, he got her a nice set of... Thank you for letting us know that you spelled Adrian's name wrong in your notes. Adrian Berenstain... So he oh, got- sorry. <laughs> I literally thought you that you meant idiot. you spelled Adrian with an E. No, I was making a joke about those people who remember things wrong and then. Think oh it's- my god! Yeah. God, sorry, I forgot. I forgot about the Mandela effect. The movie. So he he got her a nice set of luggage, and she's like, "What does this mean?" And first of all, I thought he was gonna be like, "Well, we're you know we're millionaires now, so it means so we can travel all the time." <laughs> but apparently, it's just to put all of her worldly possessions in, so she can move to New York. And then she yeah, says, "Yeah, which she- you know we love to defend Omar in the past one episode." Yeah, uh, I didn't like Omar in this episode. I didn't like that he says, "I got your luggage, so you can move to New York," and I didn't ask you beforehand. And yeah, a little she- little presumptuous, Omar. See, I think it's really funny that, um... Come on, Adrian, you gotta move to New York with me. I already bought the luggage. I already bought the luggage, and you wouldn't want to live in a This was 900000 of my million dollars. I will say one thing. <laughs> Diamond It's carved luggage. out of a solid sapphire. It's made of an elephant that I killed illegally. It's very bad. <laughs> oh, sorry, did, did I say luggage? I meant elephant. I got you one elephant it's, to it's, carry it's you a all set the of way elephant. to New York. I got you a set of elephants to take us to New York. I rented them from the funny... I rented them from Margaret and Shaker. Yeah, for the funny they racist... Said, they said that they ink. didn't need them anymore. Because <laughs> Ricky and Amy aren't getting married, and it's funny and good. So, um, he's just, like, talking about how we'll have a condo if we look in Central Park, and otherwise we'll have to stay in a hotel every time I go to New York. 
Uh, yeah, well, I from what from what I understand, one million dollars can definitely uh, get you an apartment overlooking Central Park for like twenty minutes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Adrian, by the way, when when he's like, uh, what what if I what would you say if I asked you to move to New York with me? She's like, I would say that I hate you. That's in, I don't know about you personally. That's pretty extreme. I feel like it's out of character. For bad Adrian, not like normal Adrian, but I think it's out of character for new Adrian, where all she cares about is like her boyfriend and her possessions to want to leave and not live in a fancy condo in New York. Just me personally. Once again, she's only half a semester into college. You can transfer credits whenever you want. Right. She, she's like, she's like, you would, you would have my whole past year of school be for nothing. Oh yeah, she she says that she, she would that hate later. him. She would hate him for asking her to drop out of school. <laughs> you don't Why? Have to drop out of school? Your boyfriend has one million dollars. <laughs> Doctor Evil music. Right. So, this is uh, this is uh, like. Does Adrian know that she a can transfer schools and b has precisely one friend in L.A. and the entire rest of her life here is a, is based around antagonizing people she has baggage with. I mean, that's her definition of friendship. Uh, like, correct me if I'm Adrian. wrong. Yeah, it's for life. Correct me if I'm wrong. She only goes to five minutes away university because Ricky was going there. Oh my god, you're right! Oh, and Ricky's only going to five minutes away university because he's also, living with Amy. Also, this is where I noticed the name Johnny Dark in the credits. So, welcome back to the show, fan divorce favorite attorney. divorce attorney. Divorce attorney. It's just funny that all of these characters are more belong more in New York than they do in L.A. And none of them live there. But I mean, there's L.A. No and re- New York are basically the same city. There's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason for every character not to move to New York. <laughs> so. Amy gets, uh, Amy's at, like, the- Get on, everyone! We're going to New York! <laughs> Get on the elephant, Hop everyone! Hop on the magic school bus! So, Amy goes into the financial, like, aid office, and Ben is there. Oh, oh, uh, uh, there, there's a- one last thing in that scene with Omar and Adrian. Uh-huh. Oh, right. Uh, oh, this is yeah. drama. So, Omar gets a call in the middle of the conversation from a coworker, uh, and he's like, sorry, I have to take this. So he's- he's on the phone, uh, like, walking out of the room, and Adrian, like, screams at him. She's like- we're in the middle of a life-changing conversation, and you're going to take a phone call? <laughs> and then Omar's like, hey, hey, sorry, man, let me just turn down the TV, ha ha ha. This uh, is some fucking Christian scene. Grey arguing over an email address bullshit. Like, every relationship in this show is I mean, so... I would say that the question of whether or not to move to a state Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. It's the part where Adrian is mad at Omar for answering the phone. Fo- where she says, you're gonna ruin the relationship and you're answering the phone. Or, like, Ricky... Ugh. Everyone on the show is... I can understand Adrian being frustrated at him just being like, oh, sorry, I'm gonna take this phone call. I just think it's funny that, like, two episodes ago, she was so turned on by the fact that he had a high-paying job and how fast uh, she gets bored of things, I guess. I'm a big fan of the fact that last week, uh, Adrian said Omar would never ask me to move to New York with him. (laughs) Did she say that? Yeah, literally, she said it to Ricky when she was, like, gloating about how good her relationship was. She was like, I love Omar, and he loves me, and he would never ask me to move to New York with him. (laughs) So, So, okay, uh, Amy Amy sees Ben somewhere. Where are they? They're outside the financial aid office. They're in, like, the financial aid office, and Ben is there, and uh, she's like, wow. Oh, uh, she says, "I, I liked being alone in my dorm where it was... Uh, with some peace and quiet, and I like being night. alone 
With and Ben no says, my baby dorm was crying. so loud. My, ba- my dorm was so loud, I had to check into a hotel room to get any sleep. And then a girl walks over and says, Hey, Ben, we missed you at the party last night. I'm a sex girl. Remember when these existed? <laughs> and then Ben uh, gives her a hug and he says, Hey, BB baby, how you doing? Because her name is BB, like a millennial. Uh, I'm just thinking she's... about how they had to cut, like, Madison and Lauren and Dylan and uh, D- Daniel and all these characters. And just Brenda was like, wait a minute, we've cut enough of these people. We can bring sex girls back. Yay! Yay! What I don't understand... God, we haven't seen Madison and Lauren in a while. That's great. What I don't understand Henry is why, why is the girl that we're meeting... Because we, we heard BB's We met a name. different girl, yes. Yeah, there was a girl last, last week who was like, oh, BB's throwing this party. And Ben was like, hey, do you want to go to my suite with me? And now that girl doesn't exist anymore, and now ben, we're so meeting BB, ben, so okay, Ben Boykovich was the guy who found pleasure organizing his sock drawer, and then he said, See you later, See you later boys. boys! And people cannot get their bodies off of him. They are so horny for him. Yeah, so she says uh, they did body shots at the party last night. Ben says he's sorry he missed it. I think that's him being sarcastic because he didn't want to be at the party. He wasn't acting like he was being sarcastic, but it wouldn't no, make really sense. No, I really think that he, 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 he was sorry that he wasn't doing, uh, mortadellas with. Oh the... man, I, I, I miss being an alcoholic. That was great. Uh, God, he was an alcoholic for like a one episode. <laughs> for one episode. So Amy, uh, says to Ben, she's like, Oh, uh, you don't need to worry about money since you're rich. So you probably don't even need to be here today. Uh, and then Ben says, uh, hey, what are you planning on doing? And she's, uh, oh, he says, he says a, a line that I didn't like. You didn't like this. He says, you can't keep milking the teen mother thing. What does that mean, Benjamin Boykovich? I, I mean, first of all, phrasing. Second of all, I think it just means, like, you can't walk in there and be and give him a sob story and be like, I'm a teen mom. Hey, Can Ben, remember how, much of season, remember how much of season four and five you spent talking about how your uh, baby died and how much that affected you? I guess that was just season five. I don't think that Ben remembers that. <laughs> he really doesn't remember his baby, does he? No, I don't think so. He only so, remembers BB, uh, his new friend. Ben... Ben implies that Amy might have to break up with Ricky if she wants to go to Hudson, uh, at which point Amy gets called into the office. Uh, but before before she goes in, she turns back to Ben and she's like, Ben, I hope we're not on the same flight back. And I'm like, he yeah, smile. He smiles. Yeah, kick his ass. So the Mr. Finance calls her in. Oh, oh, we, we do. Uh, there's there's a little more uh, in the hallway mm-hmm. uh, because there's there's always time for hallway scenes. <laughs> it's so important that we talk in a hallway. Yeah, so BB asks Ben, she's like, oh, was that her? The girl you said you're in love with? Oh my god. He says, that's the one, or she was the one. I'm not really sure anymore. And I said... (laughs) So, uh, this is the part where we get to... No, not uh, yet. Oh my god. There's more. We have to shit on Amy first. That's what I'm saying. This is the part where we get to shit on Amy for a while. Oh, sorry, I got confused because there's two scenes in a well, row. Well, there's two back to back Yeah, Sex Girl is like, well, I think you could do better than her because she doesn't, you know, he says, oh, she doesn't give the best first impression and she's a little insecure. And then the other girl says that she tries to overcompensate by being arrogant. Fuck you, Amy. It's so cool that people who have never met Amy before also hate her on site. <laughs> it's on site with Amy Jerkins. You got look it. at her. She- She's trying to go to college, but she wants to go to college here. Really? Come God, on. God, I hate her. So, uh, uh the, hey, the financial- yeah. I have a, I have a question. Cause I, 
I don't know how in tune you were with the college experience. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of out of it for most of it. I didn't really. I was very depressed and I didn't like any of it and I didn't care about it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's normal uh, that when you meet with the person in the financial aid office, they begin the conversation by telling you that your choice in career is stupid and a waste of time. I mean, I went to advising one time and they. Uh mocked me for having kids at such a young age and i said that was really strange because I okay didn't have so this is kid. a normal scene okay so we probably don't even need to talk about it i mean if you've been if you've been to college you probably know what happens in this scene did you not see the the like thing on his said uh the thing on his desk the like name tag the name plate that says like financial aid and good name shirt ribbing <laughs> so amy sits down with this asshole uh, fuck this and- guy and he Who, says, by the way, his, he's so, got like a framed picture of Ben Boykovich on his desk, and he's just like, <laughs> boy, does he? I, he I'd rather down. be talking to this guy. She sits down, and he says, so, I see you want to major in secondary education to teach high school. What do you Why? think? Who do you think you are that you think you should specialize in teens, teenagers? What is yeah? So who, she she explains. What she's is like, your well, experience in life? And then she she's says, like, what? "Oh, my my experience in high school makes me uniquely uniquely qualified to support okay, uh, young girls." Uh, she says, uh, she, "But she's like, before I can commit to coming here, I would need to know about what my potential living situation would be because I have a a, a fiance and a son." And the guy informs her that she's a stupid idiot. And she applied for early acceptance, which means that she's already committed to going, and she uh, paid a $2,000 non-refundable fee to apply for early acceptance. Amy, where'd you get that money? And she's a big, stupid dumbass. God, fuck you, Amy, for having to... I mean, hey, anyone who can shell out $2,000 is not a friend in my book. So she's like, oh, my my counselor didn't... She she didn't make it clear that that's what early acceptance was. She didn't make it clear... I mean, hey, in this one instance... Hey, I agree with Amy. From the conversation we have with O'Malley later... Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, this seems like Miss O'Malley's fault to me. Yeah, so then this asshole is like... Uh, well, it seems that a summer course in reading comprehension oh, might be prudent. Oh my god! Can I just say that, uh, at this point, we have to just accept that every character on the show is very wealthy? I guess so. I don't understand why Amy would drop $2,000 on something that she doesn't know what it is. I mean, hey, we we, we say the like, show hates Amy. Like, did she apply Amy. to other schools? Did she not think it was weird that this was the only one that she had to pay $2,000? <laughs> God, Amy's such an idiot. She never thinks. Anyways, um, he says, like, are you sure you're reading comprehensive? Amy says, what are her chances of getting a dorm? Are you sure you're smart enough to go here, you stupid, pathetic child? It seems that you've qualified with your academics, but I think you're actually an entitled millennial. How were you even able to take the SAT when you don't know how to read or do anything that's smart? I've heard that you married the valedictorian, and I thought you'd absorb some knowledge through osmosis with that perfect man. Yeah, she sits down with this asshole, and he's like, so, I see that you're engaged to Ricky Ricky Underwood. Can you have him come here? (laughs) Can you have him come here instead? And she's like, no, he, uh... (laughs) He has a, a five miles away university tattoo. He he's a diehard <laughs> bulldog. It's so important to him. He so she it. asks, uh, she's like, "So can my fiance and my son live in a dorm room with me?" And he Three says, "Three-year-olds no. can't do body shots." <laughs> so, so she says, uh, "Okay, well, I'll figure it out because I've I've always wanted to go to school here, so I'll I'll figure out whatever I have to do." And then she says, "So what happens?" 
uh, if I can't find a place to live and I'm not able to go here. And he says, you then you wasted $2,000. He's like crying. And He's some like, poor student who really wanted to come rich here kid. won't be able to get in because oh, of you. Boo-hoo. Some poor entitled, another Ben Boykovich couldn't come here. <laughs> so Amy uh, leaves, she, she leaves the office as sex girl says, she really doesn't have a personality. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah, she's like, I grew up in New York, and I hate Amy because she's a tourist, but she thinks she knows everything. And then Ben's like, hey, I'm a tourist, and BB says, see, that's the attitude you should have as a tourist. She also, like, Ben what? also, Ben also what? says that, ben, ben also, he says that, well, he is, he says he's a tourist, even though he's planning on living here. Um, Ben also says that Amy lived here for a summer, and the sex, uh, local is like, Hey, wow, that's just like being a tourist for longer. <laughs> yeah, so at some point in that process, uh, Amy walks out of the room and BB's like, What song did she have her montage to? <laughs> MGMT, they're not even from New they're York. They're not even from here. They yeah. should only, it should only be to the, the Beastie Boys. I, I yes. couldn't, I was, I was trying so hard to think of They're from New York. From, yeah, but that's not the best example of something. I think the Beastie Boys are the best example of anything. If she was really from here, it would be set to New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Ben gets called into the office, and then the asshole says, Oh, hey, sorry, I think that you were here before that last girl, but I screwed up. And then I'm Ben so says, I'm so sorry, please, oh, well, can I... I screwed can I give up you... with that girl, too. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I give you, sir, can I give you, sir, my good friend, can I give you uh, a kiss? Can I give you... <laughs> Here, take two thousand dollars. I took this from someone's application. You, she Here, won't this need is it. hers. This is hers. Take it. By the way, we do have dorm space for you, but I'm assuming. Do, do you want? I, I actually could have offered her an extra large dorm that her child could live in, but I, I wanted do to reserve want the it one for you the, because sir, you sir, like do you a want big the boy. one with the, Do you want the one with the crib and the changing station? <laughs> You're a growing boy. We never know how many kids you might bring. Um, Ben? (laughs) You seem like a person who just gathers children. Fucking guillotine this guy. He's like, Ben, I mean, he's like, young man, I'm sure you'll be living in the dorms, but much like the other rich boys, I'm sure you'll also get an apartment off campus. He's like, yeah. Oh, fuck you, Ben. And and do you want the parking pass for your Porsche that I'm sure you'll have? Uh, So he, he asks Ben, he's like, because this guy is a fucking freak who just is asking these kids all these weird invasive questions, he's like, so do you actually want to go to school here, or are you just following Amy? And then Ben says, uh, well, I do want to go to school here, but I'm pretty much just following Amy. Her? Uh, Why would you follow her? She has no personality and is a tourist. <laughs> She's just a tourist, unlike you. <laughs> you have uh, and this New York is, in your veins. This is where we find out that Ben also, because, uh, he met the guy met the asshole mentions uh that that Ben applied for early acceptance so he he has already agreed to come here and he's and he paid the fee and Ben's like oh i didn't realize that that's what early acceptance was well, it's only so o'malley 2000. is just like encouraging everybody to apply for early acceptance do you think that o'malley is like a like a car salesman or something she gets a commission every time she does this uh she fucking better I mean, she's either doing this I mean, that would be a better deal than Ricky got when he got George to sell the meat. I mean, I'm just saying that either she's doing this to fuck over her students, or she's doing this, like, for her own personal gain. 
And also to fuck I think that she's students. just... Well, we, we find out why she did it later, and it's that she's stupid. Uh, so... <laughs> Bring uh, back Dr. Bink. Bring back so fucking this is Mark where Molina. Mark Molina would never do this. He would just well, have Mark a Molina wouldn't you. do his job. He would just disappear. So, uh, the asshole asks Ben if he's planning on living in an apartment because he's a little rich boy. Uh, and then he suggests... Just have Amy come live with you. He suggests that Ben share an apartment with Amy? I mean, yeah, he's he's fucking... He's bending over backwards to please the rich boy that he loves. And then he's like... He's telling and then Ben's he like, oh hear. yeah, oh yeah, me and her fiancé, we're all friends. Uh, that sounds like a great idea. Ricky would fucking love to live with me. And then Asshole says, as, and I quote, As long as you don't mind the three-year-old visiting... It'll give you a chance to see what you missed. Oh my god. What are you talking about? What I, is heard, your... I heard back in season one that you said you were looking forward to raising Ricky Underwood's son. This is just the fucking guy in the financial aid office. What is he doing? He's fucking playing four-dimensional Littlefinger chess. <laughs> Why would he do that? Why would he say this? <laughs> when you love a girl, you're going to be with her for the rest of your life. But Your father told me this. So, uh, um, next scene, Ricky brings a paper to one of his professors, Dr. Rodriguez. I gotta put a hat on just so I can respectfully remove my hat in honor of Ricky, the best person who's ever existed. <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually, uh, think it would be more respectful, uh, to not wear the hat in the first place, which is why I've been scalped. It's actually really hard to talk about Ricky on this show because I'm just fighting my urge to clap at all times. Right, it's I I I step away from the mic because I need to stand up and hold my hand. Over I have my to heart. look at a video of Pete Buttigieg for, to keep myself from clapping. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so this is I I love the way that this scene begins because uh, Ricky is in the coffee shop to drop off his paper because he missed class le- uh, last oh, episode. Poor boy, poor boy. Uh, to his to his professor, Doctor Rodriguez, uh, and the. The, because what what is happening here is that she's not like in her office. No, because they only have the coffee. They only shop have set. one set. So the scene begins with Doctor Rodriguez. Doctor Rodriguez saying to Ricky, uh, "She's like, ah, hello, Ricky. I am here in the coffee shop to drink a cup of coffee. I enjoy drinking a cup of coffee while I work. That is why I am in the coffee shop instead of in my office." <laughs> I am the te- professor. I grade the papers. Right, it's I'm it's literally fucking man. Psychonauts Milkman G-Man. I'm I am a professor. It, I like to grade papers. I love to drink coffee while I grade I the papers. I do not get paid enough for my for the work that I do, but I love teaching. It would be really funny if uh if Ricky had, like a bunch of people were walking out of the coffee shop with notebooks and he just ran in and he's like, "Oh man, Dr. Rodriguez, I'm sorry. I mi- I just missed class. What a shame." Just, <laughs> just like, missed it. Ah shit. I had class uh, in the hey, coffee shop. Hey, today. sorry. I saw you I saw you walking into the coffee shop outside and I wanted to give you my paper outside, but for some reason I just <laughs> felt myself slowing down until you entered the building. Do you want to discuss in your office at the green screen? No. <laughs> so, uh, Ricky apologizes for taking the day off. You know what, he... though? Actually, thinking about it this way, uh, it's kind of fucked up because there is another... Oh, shit. Because Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm having a, a, a brain theory here, okay? Uh-huh. Are you ready? So, yeah. in this episode, Ricky is unable to meet his professor in her office because they didn't have the budget for an office set. Because Amy but, was in New York. 
because they had an office set for a university, but they used it for Amy. How did because they, Amy just, gets every? They, Amy gets everything. Right. This is just Amy it. putting her own needs first, like always. <laughs> goddamn it! Amy's the reason that Doctor Rodriguez can't do her work in her goddamn office. Poor woman. Hey, Dr. Oh, Rodriguez, I Dr. tried to find you in your office. Oh, yeah, well, I can't go to my office because they're using it for Amy. <laughs> they use everything for Amy. She always gets what she wants. She always gets what she wants. She always gets to use the sets. <laughs> you know, oh, I heard that she got to go to the actual football field. I heard they got to get pictures of her in New York at season three. <laughs> so, Dr. So, Dr. Rodriguez, uh, he, oh, he says, uh, sorry, I had to take care of my son. My fiance was in, had to go to New York. And he says it with so much venom. Yeah. Uh, so, so they, they chat about their lives. She has kids. She has she, kids. She had a kid when she was blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then she got divorced from her first husband. Yeah, who cares? Do you think and then she anything? says, uh, at the end of the conversation that doesn't matter, she says, uh, you know, Ricky, who you marry at 19 is not who you'd marry at 29 is not who you'd marry at 39, which seems unwarranted. No, it seems like a, it seems like a good advice for a professor to give. I wish my professors... Nice meeting had, you, Ricky. Don't marry your fiancé. Remember when Nora did that and it was such an emotional moment for her that she had to move? <laughs> yeah, that's why at the end of the scene, Dr. Rodriguez says that she's going to her uh, I've just lost my tenure. Goodbye forever. If you need um, me, I'll, uh, I have office hours uh, in, at, at 530. Uh, you can in find New me York in City. Hudson University in New York. <laughs> I have a double life. Um, she also tells him that there's a daycare on campus for everyone, and it goes through, like, it's K-12 through 12 daycare. For, <laughs> it, for, it, <laughs> it is on-campus daycare plus pre-kindergarten and kindergarten as well as after-school care, which seems if you keep incredibly kids, good. If you keep your kids in this school long enough, they can just go to college here. <laughs> Like, um, I, I've never, I mean, maybe I've, I've never needed to find that at a university. I don't I know if that's not. usually a thing. That so sounds Ricky's really like, good. He's like, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Rodriguez. That's so nice of you. And then, uh, <laughs> thanks, I don't know Mr. what. Thanks, Mr. <laughs> I'll toss a quarter to you. Thanks very much. So, uh, then she tells him that he's doing very well in class. So that's great. Thanks. Oh, thanks, oh, bef- Brenda. oh, before you go, Ricky, uh, let me just jack you off one more time. Okay. All right. <laughs> did you, have, that, a, have a good rest of your day. Did that, did that feel nice, Ricky? All right. Here you go. Take an extra egg on a gold sticker. You're gold so star. great. You have such a head for business. Well, bye. So Ricky crosses paths with Adrian on his way out of the bookstore. And she then, tells him to shut up just on sight. Yeah. He says, hi. She says, shut up. And then he turns around and he says, is this about Amy and Omar? And she says, I don't care about that. Wink. Can I just uh, say she... divorce from context, cool teen moment, because if Ricky tried to speak to me, I would also want to tell him to shut up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Thanks, think I Adrian. had a cool teen moment in this episode, so we'll tentatively say that that's mine. Uh, so she she says, Omar wants me to move to New York with him, and I don't want to. Ricky forgets to comment on the fact that she just said yesterday that that would never happen. Uh, um, he <laughs> well, he's says, too nice to say I told you so. He's a perfect boy. He said, or maybe that was two episodes ago. Anyway, he says, uh, I don't want to go to New York either because my family is here and my family is very important to me uh, because Elena Rada finally remembered, hey, oh my God, Brenda, have you not had Ricky say yet why he doesn't want to move? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, he did say it was because he loves his college. He forgot about having a family. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, stupid. So Ricky says, uh, he's like, Oh, Amy's not gonna go to Cal. Or Amy's not gonna go to New York because uh, Jesus, this line. He says, and I'm gonna have to give this one a disgraceful teen crime. Uh, he says Amy's not gonna leave California to go to school. 
She just wanted to feel like she had the freedom to choose. Uh, this weekend isn't all right. But she like, just... but no, but seriously, what a horrible thing to say. So she, so she just want. Wait, can you hit she me with one more time? She wanted to feel like she could make a choice when, in reality, she never she had can't. a choice. Is no, she saying. never had a choice because she has a kid. Yeah, and Amy, Amy doesn't. Have but the more freedom. importantly, because she has a Ricky. <laughs> I mean, hey, John has no attachment to his mom. Honestly, neither does Ricky. So Amy really has no reason to stay. Yeah. So Adrian tells Ricky, "Oh my she's god, like, don't." She's like, "I have some advice for you. Don't marry, don't marry Amy." And I'm not saying this because we had the hots for each other for a few years, but because we're friends. You know how people talk. And then she says, uh, "She says that Amy wants to have the life she would have had if she never met him in the first place," which is pretty fucking brutal. So, it's okay Jack, uh, because... so Ricky gets cry eyes and asks Adrian why she would say that to him. And Adrian says, because I'm a girl. And then Jack walks in and says, hey, I'm back. Whee! Can I just say how funny it is that uh, for like a whole season and a half, Ricky was like, hey, me, I hate you. I don't want to be married to you. He's like looking at his Clementine trophy longingly because he Ooh. loved Clementine. Uh, sorry, the you know, the waitress. Um, and now that Amy's like... Now that he's like, I'm not gonna let you go because you are here. And now that Amy's like actually like trying to pursue the things she wants, he's getting cry eye about it. Hey, did, did Ricky forget when he told Doctor Fields that he doesn't want to marry Amy? And he, he did forget like that. Well, Doctor Fields is a miracle worker. He uh, loves Amy. Oh, again he convinced after. Ricky that actually he does want to marry Amy. Feel the love, and he's like, "You're right, Doctor Fields. Ricky, come on, I do feel the love. I'm we gonna get it. cry eyes if she tries to leave." That's right, Ricky. You love to see it. Maybe he's getting cry eyes because he's thinking about how we'll have to pay for John's daycare and he'll have one expense in his life now. So, <laughs> so, uh, Jack, Jack's wa- Jack walks in and he says, hey, I'm great. I what love it. I, I got so much sleep. Thanks to Dr. Fields. Thanks, Adrian. Hi, and then Adrian hey, looks at Ricky hey, and says, hey. think about what I said. And she leaves. And then Jack says, you should take Adrian's advice, whatever it is, because she gives great hey, advice. Whee! Is that a divorce attorney over there? What's so, he doing here, uh, drinking before, coffee before, at the school? Before that, uh, the the end of the scene uh, is not bad, I think. Is Jack, it the part where uh, Jack, Jack says to Ricky, he's like, hey, how are things with Amy? And Ricky's like, oh, great. Let me guess. You want to weigh in on that, too? And Jack says, yeah, sure. Uh, if you, yeah, sure. Uh, life is short. Don't be miserable. And then Ricky gets mad and leaves. And I'm like, I mean, he's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like. Is that really, would you say that's good advice of telling someone to be not, I mean, flip that around. He's telling him to be happy, which is not the best advice. Well, I mean, I I think, I think reading between the lines, it's pretty clear that he's saying, don't make a decision that you know is not going to make you happy. I don't know, man. It's coming from Jack. When has Jack ever like thought about a thing? (laughs) Well, anyway, so. Life's short. uh, Make sure Jesus is your co-pilot. Goodbye. Hey, is that a divorce (laughs) attorney over there? So Jack is meeting with divorce attorney in the coffee shop. Who has shop, a name who, Johnny D. Who introduces personal... himself as Johnny D, which Hi, presumably Johnny is D. short for Johnny Divorce Attorney. <laughs> personal injury attorney. Now they fired me from the divorce attorney when I couldn't get Leo and Betty to divorce after they had already divorced. Yeah, um, Johnny's the only divorce attorney and accident attorney and every attorney. He's the only attorney, and then Rupin is the only problem. It's kind of like a, a Phoenix and Edgeworth situation. They're just always <laughs> uh, going excuse up against me. Uh, what about uh, Winston Payne? Who? If anyone is Winston Payne slash Gaspin Payne, it's fucking divorce attorney Johnny Dark. Yes, true. 
So uh, Johnny Divorce Attorney is here, and uh, he's meeting with Jack. He says that he, I guess he got in contact with him after, how did he, was it like, didn't he say that he like found his story through the newspaper? Like, how did he get his number? Whatever. Uh, they well, I mean, Jack is was like terrified of the pimp finding him, so they probably published his name, address, and phone number yeah. in the paper. <laughs> so I got two so, words for you, kid: punitive damages. You're you're giving him Leo voice when his voice is more of a. Hey, I'm, I'm Johnny D. I'm Johnny D. I'm kind I'm of a jo- Joe Pesci. Divorce. Just a little bit of a Joe Pesci. So, so uh, uh, Jack <laughs> tells Johnny D that things are looking up. The Lord has blessed him with wonderful friends. Uh, Johnny Divorce Attorney says, do you need any financial help? And Jack says, nope, the school nope, covered totally all my medical fine. expenses. Uh, they let me keep my scholarship, even though I'm not on the football team right now. And they said that I can keep my dorm. Uh, and and my I heard apartment. that and I said, hey, uh, <laughs> the alternative would have been pretty fucked up if they didn't do those things. Hey, Jack, uh, we know that hey, I... Hey, Jack, uh, sorry you got the shit beat out of you. Bye. <laughs> You're <laughs> expelled. <laughs> This is what you get for not locking your door, Jack. So, so yeah, Johnny D says two words, punitive damages. And he says, Jack, you should sue the school because they didn't have any security, which would have kept Bubba? you safe. What about Bubba? And Who's Bubba? Remember Bubba? No, I remember Bubba. I remember Bubba doing a whole lot of nothing. I mean, I'm saying I'm, <clears throat> but if his reasoning is that Jack got beaten by a pimp because the school didn't have security, first of all, he has locks on the doors, and second of all, there are canonically uh, campus police who will walk you back to your dorm if you're feeling threatened. So I don't yes, feel but- like he's got much of a leg to stand on. I disagree. I think he has a gigantic, fucking massive, beefed out leg to stand I mean, on. I mean, am I, am the I leg dorms- that he has to stand on is huge. <laughs> He's got a giant dick to stand on. In my dorms, he did not, we had a <laughs> Jack did not skip leg to stand on day. <laughs> I don't know, man. We had well, like- li- listen, 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 listen. Let me let me give you my my angle on this, okay? Uh huh. There was a uh like convicted sex trafficker or not convicted but like known sex trafficker on campus he was reported to campus police there was security camera footage of him he went to man the, you're he, right <laughs> he in spite of this the the fucking campus police were actively looking for him and he made it into the dorms I with, also a, just with remembered, a horde of girls that he I was also, trying to sell. <laughs> I also just remembered that my dorms had, like, a key card. Like, Damn yeah, right like, they fucking did. I lived in the oldest dorm on, there's at the more. college, and even wait, that one more. had security but to wait, get there's in. more. Okay? <laughs> You're killing me. He goes into the dorms with the girls, uh, blah, 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 etc. Happen, et happens, and Jack uh, becomes famous. God, you're right, there was time between these things happening! At this point in the story, we have a young man who lives in the dorms whose whose location and face and name are known to this pimp. The (laughs) campus security are allegedly on the lookout for him, and he is able, as a grown man, to walk into the dorms with a fucking baseball bat. (laughs) And just... Have you considered that he, how do you do fellow teens, didn't he just put on a backwards baseball hat and he's like, I'm on the baseball team. Start praying, Christians. I would argue that that does not mean that the school is not at fault. I mean, the school is at fault. Your Honor, Your Honor, you don't understand. He was wearing a a t-shirt that said music band. How was I to know? Can I hit you with a new theory? Oop, just dropped my coffee cup. Can I hit you with a new theory? Uh Uh-huh. 
We know this is a Christian university. No, it's not. They are a Christian university. There's no, no. other explanation. <laughs> um, they are the rivals or Sagan University. If they if they were a Christian university, then what would be the reason that they needed a Tim Tebow in the? No, form that's of Jack? what I'm saying. They're or they're trying to become. They're trying to get God on their side, right? They're trying to rebrand as Christian. They're trying to get God on their side so the football team will start winning. And their first goal is to have a, a real-life miracle happen on campus. They <laughs> knew that the pimp would come back, and they knew that Jack's, that the Lord would, the miracle of the bones would heal their, their star quarterback. So, so your argument is that the school should not be considered at fault because they did Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying that the school not only should be considered at fault, you've totally convinced me here, but also that they did this on purpose. <laughs> Because think about it, Christian quarterback Jack Tebow, he already had a spot on his record because he had sex in high school and Grace, he said that, remember Grace said that and it was bad? Mm -hmm. Remember? How can we refer, but what if the Lord healed his bones is the Uh thing? Yeah, what so if, I, and, and what yeah, if as you said, I, when I lived in a dorm, there was like electric locks that you had to, you had to scan your badge to get in, like, not to mention, I would say that any modern building uh, that is a dorm would probably have doors that lock when they close instead of ha- you having to lock them. Yeah, but like, how else is Jack going to have the Lord heal his bones? Actually, I'm curious, because I think you lived in a different dorm than I did, even though we went to the same school. Did My you doors have did automatically lock. locking doors? Yeah, they locked when you closed them. Okay, that makes sense. And once again, so, I did live in... I, my dorm was like from the 50s. Right, well, so. that's, that's my point, is you had an older one. Yeah, so even the oldest dorm at a, uh, at a very old school, not an old school, but an oldish school. Yeah, we, we went to the, the university in Bologna. <laughs> Man, I, I have to, and not, not to put please don't make me watch this on blast, but I was listening to the episode where they got to the plot point about Bologna first coming up, and they, they were like, oh, is that a thing? So they looked it up. And the the first result that comes up is like an Urban Dictionary post or whatever that says Bologna is known for oral sex. And they're like, oh, I guess it's true. And I was just screaming at my phone. I was like, no, no, look at the tags where it says Secret Life. No, please, please. No, Brenda, you've spread misinformation. Okay, let's keep talking. We're almost an hour in. Oh, oops. Jesus Christ. Uh, Okay, so... uh, so, yeah, Jack absolutely has a case here. This is incredible negligence by the school that this was allowed to happen. Uh, so Johnny, Johnny Divorce Attorney says that suing the school would be about making the campus safer for everyone. It would be a selfless act for the protection of others, and you'll get millions of dollars. And, like, they're, they're, this obviously this man talk- is a sleazebag. This obviously. is what I'm fucking talking about, though, right? Like, every character on this show can instantly become a millionaire, and we never know which ones, <laughs> which ones it's gonna happen to. Right. Uh, yeah, so, but, like, they're framing this as, like, Jack, like, they're playing the dramatic music, like, oh no, Jack is in a situation of questionable morality, but I'm just like, I mean, obviously this lawyer sucks, but the school allowed Jack to get beaten into a coma. I was just thinking about how he didn't lock his own door. And then I, then, uh, yeah, you're right. How did the fuck did the pimp get in? Yeah. So how did they not the, catch him? Also, the just... fact that the school just, like, paid off all of his bills and were like, okay, we're all set, go. all even. All and Jack's like, away. okay, good point. Well, no, he's a good-natured Christian. He would never think about harming a poor defenseless insurance company. Yeah, we'll get there later. So Amy calls O'Malley and says, hey, you didn't tell me what early acceptance is. And O'Malley says, I'm pretty sure I did. And no, you absolutely didn't. 
Uh, Amy, O'Malley. Amy says that O'Malley like helped her fill out the application and O'Malley never explained what early acceptance was. She basically would just like, oh, and now sign for, because O'Malley says. I just want to know, I just want to see the scene where Miss O'Malley and Amy are filling out the application together. And then she says, and then this is the spot where you put your $2,000 application fee. And Amy said, cool. Okay, will do. O'Malley says, uh, because Amy's very upset about this, O'Malley says, well, you wanted to get in and you got in. So, like, what's the problem? Oh, my God, Miss O'Malley. What is wrong no, with Ms. you? No, Miss O'Malley. That's not how that works. Every counselor on this show fucking sucks except for Coach Elor, And even he sucks because he's encouraged Jack to be Tim Tebow. Yeah. So, uh, Amy mentions His she's crimes like, well, came later. She's like, I'm not going to be able to live with John and Ricky if we have a dorm. And O'Malley's like, well, yeah, I mean, I figured that you would get an apartment there. And Amy says, well, I can't afford that. And O'Malley says, well, I mean, the dorms are like 20 grand a year. They, it, an apartment can't be that much more expensive. Oh, my God, Miss O'Malley. Amy's like, wait, the dorms are 20 grand a year? And O'Malley says, uh, did you read any of the materials I gave you about how did you It's an expensive school. school. <laughs> oh, my God, Miss O'Malley. <laughs> Hey, Counselor O'Malley, I would have thought that part of your job as a guidance counselor would is maybe to explain, maybe be talk to about, be not to di- actively guide your teenage students into untenable financial decisions, binding financial decisions that you cannot get out of. Apparently, yeah. Gee, gee, Amy, that's pretty cringe that you didn't realize I was guiding you into making a horrible decision that would put Did you, you in even massive read? debt for the rest of your life and also destroy your relationship with the father of your child. That's I mean, it is her. It is, you, it is. It is Amy's fault. Let's be real yeah. about this. O'Malley <sighs> says uh, the smart thing to do would be go somewhere in state, since you already have a free apartment anyway. Uh, is is that not helpful then? That I convinced you to make a non-refundable decision to definitely go to Hudson. It is really funny because because I thought at first that this was like Amy's thing was like oh I'll just you know why not I'll send in an application to Hudson we did not know at the time that Miss O'Malley uh, helped her uh, encouraged her and told her about and did it and then also the fact that it cost two thousand dollars yeah and O'Malley I think th- screwed her over big time yeah this is entirely Miss O'Malley's fault yeah so and then oh yeah she's she's like. If you do decide to go to Hudson, which is out of state and incredibly expensive and you can't afford it, then just figure out the housing situation just and go there. Ben. It's your dream school. There you go. It's so easy. When you're Amy as says, rich Amy as says, everyone O'Malley, on you show. have to help me with this. And she says, I did help you. I helped you get in. I'm not a realtor. Oh, my God, Miss O'Malley. So Amy hangs up on her and Ben walks in and he says, oh, uh, Ben, Ben walks into Amy's dorm and says, uh... Uh, hey, I'm on my way to the airport, and I felt too guilty to pretend I don't know what flight you're on, so I'm here to offer you a ride. That's so normal. How did he figure that out? How does Because he saw her ticket. When? In the, in the, uh... Don't you... Or no, yeah, I guess she wouldn't have... Don't you print your return boarding pass separately from your... Like, how do you find out... Well, she wasn't printing her board... Well, I guess guess her ticket is her boarding pass. She's printing her ticket, yeah. So, did he... I, well, I was in the Maybe, you know what she probably pr- and- she probably printed both of them even though you can't. No, what happened was he was at the Hudson University Library and he checked the copy machine and <laughs> look what he found. Oh boy! No, you know what? Another another option is that the guy in the financial aid office gave him a copy. <sighs> Sir, um, Mr. Boykovich, young Boykovich, can I please tell you which flight Amy Jerkins is on uh, for your own sake? He's also yeah, a travel so- agent. He probably helped book him a new flight. <laughs> Uh, I heard you're a stalker. Well, you're rich, and I think that's just great. That's so cute. So, okay, so, uh, Amy, uh, 
says, I'll get a taxi, fuck you. Ben's in the room with her now, which is gross. Did you like how Amy walks back into her dorm and Ben follows her in and closes the door behind him? Start praying, Christian. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, so he's like, she says that she can't stay in the dorm and can't afford the uh, apartment. And Ben says that if, oh, because she says, uh, she says that, uh, oh, they have this whole conversation because she says like, oh, I don't want to go to school here because you're coming here. And then he says, oh, it's a big city. We'd never run into each other. I'd never sit on a plane with you or, you know, sneak yeah, into yeah, your yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's like, you can't just go to Hudson to be near me. And he, and he says, uh, I, I'm doing it because of you and because I like the school. And she says, I'm not going to the same school as you, Ben. And he tells her to grow up. And then he says, uh, she he says tells she, her to grow up. He's fucking stalking her and changing his flights to match so her so he can sit behind her. It's so cute next to her later. Grow um, up, and Amy. Ben, you're such a child. Uh, ben says that if she really loved Ricky, then she wouldn't even consider coming to school here. Cool. Man, Amy says that, uh, that she can't stay in the dorm anyways or afford an apartment. And then Amy is upset because he took her dream. And then Ben yeah, says... She's, the, she's like, here, take it. Take my school. Take my dream. And he says... Your dreams dream were gone, gone when, when I, I met, met you. you. Like, is that supposed to be helpful? I don't uh, know what his... That's, it's cute. He's he's talking about when they were young and in love. and her Yeah, so she, she's like, Ben. And he says, what? You knew your plans were completely wrecked when you got pregnant. Says the guy who told her, shh, shh, no abortion. <laughs> Oh man, I and I also just think it's really funny that this is coming from a guy who also uh got a girl pregnant, but he didn't have to face the consequences. He doesn't remember for, that. He, so <laughs> he didn't uh, have to ben, face the consequences of that for some reason. Well, he 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 faced some consequences. Let's be real. <laughs> he didn't. He, he did not have a great time there. Let's be honest. Uh, with yeah, ourselves. but now he doesn't even remember it. So yeah, he doesn't remember. So uh Ben makes a comment about how Amy always what gets what she wants in the end, which is cool. Oh, and uh, she's, and then, he says that her dad can help her pay, and then she says, "My, I have, we have no money. Season one, I just found out. Yeah, remember season one? We have no money. Never mind the furniture like, business." Ben is like, "Didn't George tell you that he bought a restaurant? Didn't you know, you inconsiderate child?" Yeah, so now we're guilting Amy about the fact that she didn't know, even though she says she's talked to her dad since she's been here, and George just hasn't said anything. You want to go to Hudson? I guess we'll make it work. We'll like make my it work. work, Amy. I guess I have to go to work, Amy. At the and furniture like, okay, store. Okay, at the furniture store. Great. He's like, uh, why isn't she asking me what my what I mean about work, <laughs> even though I already have a job that she knows about? God, man, the Jurgens have a lot of money. Yeah, so thing. Ben says that they can talk about it more in the car on the way to the airport, and she says, no, Ben, and then he says, you should take the free ride, Amy. We'll be sitting next to each other on the flight anyway. You fucking freak! You Disgraceful freak! teen you freak. crime. You weird, creepy little man. Unbelievable. How dare that you? That is so gross. Disgraceful teen crime as like, well. Like, poor Amy. She, she has no fucking control over anything in her life. <laughs> Anywhere she goes, there will be either Ricky disapproving of her decisions or Ben just trying every way he can to Ben be heavy her. breathing behind her and not knowing why yeah, because he doesn't whole, think he likes her. Her whole anymore. fucking life for, for for like four years has been these three sounds Amy and then George going <laughs> and then Ben going <laughs> That's her fucking life. Every time she sleeps that's the only time she doesn't have to hear the. And then John saying, I don't love you, mom. 
We got in the same episode Ben saying, I thought Amy was the one, but now I'm not sure anymore. And Ben saying, hey, Amy, I changed my flight so that I would be sitting next to you on the plane. Come on, let's get in the car and go to the airport together. You have no choice. Also, you know Ben took the the aisle seat when Amy needs to go to the bathroom. He's not going to get up for her. Step over me, my love. (laughs) Step on me, Amy. (laughs) You're three deep in the window. So, um, not, not in first class. So Leo, uh, returns to work after lunch and he sees Nora looking at apartment listings and he is bizarrely suspicious of it. What happened to the car, Nora? Yeah. You said you were saving up for a car. And she's like, well, you know, I've just been thinking about it. I feel like it's time I get a place of my own instead of just like imposing on, on Anne and George. And he's like, no, that's not it. I'm very she, bad at algebra, but I'm very good with people. Tell me what you really mean. <laughs> so she eventually admits that she she's like, okay, fine. I'm looking for an apartment because I encouraged Ricky not to marry Amy, and now I feel guilty living in Amy's mom's house for free. And I'm just like, hey. Weren't you about to get evicted, Nora? Hey, Nora, do you remember that you're being evicted, like, actively, like, already? Nora can only remember one thing, and she only remembers the emotional conversation that she had with Ricky and forgot that she's getting evicted, even though I'm pretty sure that happened after in the episode. That Yeah, well, now she's had a new conversation, so she's going to forget why she's looking for a place to live. (laughs) That's so sad. Yeah. So, uh, Leo, Leo funny is like, yeah, okay, you should probably move. So that's the end of that scene. So Kathy says that Don, they're, they're in the hallway, of course. Uh, Kathy says Don is coming over after school and Ethan There's a says weird that he should be there every time we're in the, the hallway. It's just like, I feel like like they're in their, their own element. Like they don't need to worry about, you know, ex, they know what the extras are going to yeah, do. Yeah. They're, they're floating in the sensory deprivation tank. That is the hallway. <laughs> no sights or sounds. There's a backdrop yeah. that you can clearly taking see. massive amounts of ketamine. So, um, so Ethan thinks that he should be there at the meeting with Don, and Kathy says that she should handle it herself because it's not none of his fucking business. And also, her grandma's going to be there in case things uh, take a turn. Yeah, and, and Ethan says, "Oh, that's good. I should be there too." And this then is he what says, he says. He says that your dad yeah. loves me now. We've bonded because we're both bad at algebra. And it's we've just like, bonded when he said I was bad at algebra too, and then hung up on me. He says uh, that Kathy he loves says, him no, now. you haven't. And Ethan says, I need to be there because you foolishly believe everything Don tells you. Oh, my God. And you would have never figured this out without me. And then Kathy says, well, you're right about that. Thank you. And Ethan says, thank you, but. And I'm. (laughs) He has no evidence of this. Well, he has. He's very good with people and very bad. This is entirely brain theory. Yeah. God, he's such a freak. He's so bad. He's just such a bad person. Ethan is the absolute worst, and I'm so glad that he's in season five. Is Thank he worse this, than Brenda. Ben, or is he worse than Ben or Ricky, though? Because he also has Ricky. Well, we'll talk about it later. So um, <laughs> yeah. she says, "Yeah, that you Don can't is- ask me a question like that an hour in." Yeah, she says that Donna's such a nice guy, and an uh, hour in, two thirds of the way through the episode, she says she's going to be as nice as she can to Don because, and then, uh, then Ethan says that nice guys. Don't, uh, sorry. It's not, you don't, he doesn't deserve being nice because he's not a nice guy and he just wants money because I decided that. Yeah, and he's he's like, Kathy, you can't cut me out of this now. Uh, but then, then, incredibly, the scene ends with Kathy going, all right, see you at my house tonight. Wow, it's weird. Ethan got the, got what he wanted? Social engineering. Man, he's he's really really good with people. the (laughs) The power of suggestion. So, Jack calls Grace. Yeah. Who's very excited to hear from him and is she's very happy. somewhere. 
She's she's at a coffee shop, but she's drinking coffee out of a, a paper cup, uh, so you know she's not at college. Yeah, I I really don't know where we're meant to. She's I think somewhere she's at getting the airport coffee. in Denver or something. I don't think she's at the airport. She said she's on her way to the airport. I think <laughs> she's walking to the airport in Denver. She's to to clarify the reason why I'm so hung up on this is because this coffee place looks very weird. It all it looks like the fucking Black Lodge. <laughs> it really yeah, it's got like big cushy chairs. She's in a like a Quizno, uh, not a Quizno. She's in a Panera bread. <laughs> so, I mix those up, you know, like the Black Lodge. Okay, so so Jack helpfully reminds me, the viewer, that Grace and Adrian stopped being friends weeks ago, which I had forgotten. You didn't need to mention that, but thank you, Jack. This doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It doesn't make uh, sense that Adrian. Well, Adrian, she says Grace Adrian is like, Grace her. like, oh, you don't need to tell me about therapy because Adrian already told me everything. And Jack's like, I thought that you stopped being friends with her weeks ago. And Grace says. She just vaguely replies, she's like, well, the easiest way to become friends with someone is to ask for help. And then I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't she know gave me some, some brownies and a new CD and some inserts for my shoes when I asked for help. <laughs> so he says he's thinking about something. He's thinking, he says, I met a lawyer and he's going to get me millions of dollars because I may never be able to fo- play football again. And then Grace says... I thought you were fine. What happened to the miracle of the bones? Which I thought was a joke we made up, but apparently it wasn't. No, that was a grace line. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So she she says she is making fun of a thing that she said though. Uh so uh she says it's not there's no reason to she sue said the school Someti- because they Sam, paid for your Sam, medical Sam, bills up. and they're letting you keep your scholarship. Sometimes a, a piece of material is so good that you can't help but just do it again. <laughs> yeah hey, you want to hear so, uh, a tight 20 about how jesus is my co-pilot yeah so jack uh or grace says jack you're fine you don't need to sue the school they didn't do anything wrong and then jack says it doesn't matter that i'm fine they owe me something for what i went through and grace says you should just be happy to be alive and we're just taking it for granted that obviously the school's in no way at fault yeah, uh, I mean they're perfect, and also insurance companies. And then he yeah, says so this, he this could... is where Jack says the school has insurance anyway, so it's not like the school is going to lose money. It's not like they're going to lose funding and have to fire teachers. The insurance company would be paying me out. Uh, and then Grace says, "But it's not the right thing to do, Jack." So in season five, we are doing a storyline about how it is immoral. It's not to Christian. take money from your school's insurance company after their negligence allowed you to be beaten into a coma for three months. But he woke on Christmas and God healed his bones, so it's actually fine. It would be Christian. It, the Christians love insurance. And this, I don't know what this means, because they mentioned this twice. Grace is like, Jack, you need to think of the people who might lose their jobs if you sue the school. Like, who? Bubba? For poor Bubba, for being negligent and and not I mean, it, keeping it an eye out for Clement, the guy. It seems that Clementine has already lost her job. So, <laughs> so like, uh, Jackson. If anything, I would think I would hope that this would create more jobs through them fucking hiring more security. Jack fucking says that later too. Yeah. Um, so so. Uh, Jack says he's doing a public service, uh, enforcing them to take responsibility, and she says that he's not the victim here. Uh, yes, he, he she says, and I quote, you're the victim of a crime, but you're not the victim of the school being negligent in protecting you. I fucking forgot yes, about the whole- is. I literally forgot about the part where, uh, a bunch of sex workers were walking through the halls of the dorms, like, going into they, people's rooms. They allowed so much to happen that shouldn't have been allowed to happen. I forgot the fact- I also just remembered the fact that, like, half of the football team was kicked out of school for participating in the si- child sex trafficking. Did you for- did you also forget about the part 
that they that his fucking like dorm mates heard him getting the shit beat out oh of him. Oh my god, I did and forget just about didn't that. Do anything about god. it. God, I mean, it, they don't like him. That's fine. Like you can't fault yeah, so, your classmates for not liking Jack Pappas. He does suck. So, so Adrian calls. Grace, this is actually a rare moment that I do. I'm going to give my cool team moment to this. Actually, huh? Grace gets a call from Adrian and she says, "Oh, oh. hey, Jack. Sorry, I have another call. I'll talk to you later. Bye." She said bye. She did it. She said goodbye to Jack before hanging up on him. Amazing. So Incredible. Adrian asks if she's going to be coming home, and uh, and she says, yeah, and she thanks uh, Adrian for everything. She, uh, and then she says, by the way, Omar's leaving me. Omar is leaving me. Well, not really, but... But, you know. She I says, uh, she I can't she, give up her I can't condo move to that, New York without losing all of my credits for this year, plus the condo. She says the condo that she loves, and if you love something, you don't punch it full of holes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adrian, I'm so sorry. If I were you and I went through the fucking things that you went through, I would not want to stay in the building where it happened. Like, not to I, mention, uh, if the two things that she's saying are keeping her here are that she can't transfer without losing her credits uh, she could just fucking finish the semester first and then transfer. Uh, and also she doesn't get the condo and like, oh, and Grace even points this out. Grace is like, you, Leo gave you that condo until you finished school. Like you weren't going to keep that condo anyway. At which point Adrian starts crying and says, I am so crazy. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I, I do want to be clear by the yeah. way. Adrian yeah. is fully within her right to not want to move to New York. Yeah, I just think it's her just all the all the reasons weird. that she's giving. <laughs> like, I it's don't like think the they make that, sense. the part where 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 Ricky says he can't move to New York because he loves his college so much, and and not because like his family is here, or also just that he doesn't want to. Right, like not right. wanting to do something is a valid reason. I not. think I think later in this episode, or maybe it already happened and I forgot about it. I think he does say like I don't want to go to New York because my family is here and it's very important to me that I live with my family. Yeah, that's whatever. what I'm saying. Like, like, oh yeah, that that was yeah. earlier. That was earlier when it's... when I got mad that they only just now gave him a reason. Yeah. So so then uh, Grace thinks that Ape says that she thinks Amy won't go to New York, and then uh, just to throw us off for some drama. And then yeah, Adrian, she says, she says, Adrian loves Ricky and John too much to do that. And then Adrian says, yeah, but she loves Amy more than anyone else. And Grace <sighs> How says, dare she? <sighs> for what it's worth, Grace does say, maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, Adrian asks how Grace's school looks and she says, oh, it was great. And I needed a, uh, some time to step away from Jack to see how I feel. And then Adrian's like, but, and she asks, oh God, this most, Adrian- most meta line of the season incoming. <laughs> she says, she says that uh oh what did she you say it? she says how did we get more interested in guys than ourselves oh and then grace and says then, and then sex. grace says sex i will say one benefit of season five one the one tiny point is that they said the words they say the word sex a lot less than they used to on this show yeah they probably used to because say like, they got memed on too hard <laughs> seriously so then omar is here and uh Adrian hangs up on Grace without saying goodbye. Without saying goodbye, so that's not great. So he he because Omar heard her say, "Oh, he says, how do we get more you, interested in guys than how ourselves?" How did so you Omar get more says, interested in guys? Omar says, "What's your answer to that question?" And then she says, "Low self esteem." And Omar says, "You don't strike me as someone who has low self esteem." Hey, Omar. Hey, Omar. Do you are you sure that you know her well you, enough to marry her? I thought you I thought you maxed out your social link like yeah. Two what hours was what was the thing her. where Adrian was like, "We've talked enough. There's nothing left for us to learn about Do each other." Do you know about and the Omar things that have like, happened okay. to her? Like, 
I do. I did thought. It, I think it was really funny that uh, Adrian, when she when he asked, uh, "How did you get more interested in guys than yourselves?" That it that was when the credit said executive produced by Brenda Hampton. I, I didn't think that made <laughs> written by that was, Brenda Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's so, great. So he doesn't. So know Adrian, Omar I guess. somehow didn't know until just now that Adrian has low self esteem. Uh, he says, "What do you want to do? Do you want to go with me, or do you want to stay here in this condo that your ex's dad gave you?" And then she says, I want to be my own person for once in my life. Hmm. I mean, that's fine. I just I just wish that they'd have this character development and then it have it stick. Yeah, I, like, miss, I, I wish, miss when Adrian was good. Like, like, every time a character says something like this, it means so little that it might as well mean the opposite of what she yeah, said. Yeah, I want to be my own person for once in my life. So and next then episode, she's more episodes. Be... So in the finale, you'll find out what I mean by that. Or next episode, she's going to be talking about how, how uh, angry she is that, that she doesn't get to live in New York with Omar or something. Because, you know, we've, we've, well, I was going to say we've enjoyed the last two episodes. That's not true. But the last two episodes have given us stuff to talk about. Hmm. But next week, Amy and Ben will be back in New York. Grace will, or uh, back in California. Grace will probably also be back. And you know that the rest of the show is going to be treading water until the finale. I just, it's just really funny that, that every time a character on the show has this big, uh, this big moment where they say something like, you know, I want to live for myself. Ben realizing he his relationship with Amy in high school is bad. The next episode, they do a complete 180, and they're even worse yeah. than they... Ben went from, my relationship with Amy was terrible, to, I'm sitting next to you on the plane, my love. Ricky went from fucking, Amy, I'm sorry for being such a jerk. I want to let you pursue your dreams, to like, I don't want to marry her anymore. I hate Amy. She's always so selfish. I'm going to read her mail. And, and then he, back to, Amy, I, I, want, I want to do whatever makes no, us but, happy. But I will, I do want to say that when he does it now, he says it with the subtext of like, I'm not even trying anymore. My wife is totally controlling me. Turn to page 394. It's the old ball and chain of marriage. This is season five, Ricky. That's true. Uh, Okay, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's classic Brenda. She just wants to do both. She really does. She wants to have the the inspiring scene of Ben realizing that he was never in love with Amy, but she also wants to have something for Ben to do. <laughs> ben could do so many things. They could go do a storyline where literally can Ben just like hang out with Henry and Alice and like go see a movie or something? Ben can they, like, burned go down play an laser entire tag? school. Like Ben burned down an entire school one time, and that was fun. <laughs> Can Why Ben do it? literally anything that doesn't involve a girl? Can we create a storyline where Ben just becomes an arsonist and he just finds <laughs> the thrill of burning down buildings and he just can't stop himself? Oh, Jordan, I'm so excited for the fan fictions that we have coming. Hell yeah. So, um, what happens next? Help me uh, out. Here. Oh, Ethan it's Ethan and Kathy wait for Don and he's an hour late and then Ethan says, that's good because now you can put him on the defensive and then Don knocks on the door, and then Kathy opens it, and Don says, How could you think this is about money? Can I just give a, a shout-out? I thought the actor who's playing Don was pretty pretty good in this pretty moment. Pretty good. He's I not like bad. Him. He got me. He kind of got me on his side for a little bit. And <laughs> 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 so, so, Don is very upset that Kathy's dad called his parents and, and told like just, them that he wanted money. Yeah, and like, they, they so he, like, horribly like, humiliated him. Ethan made up this complete nonsense, and then next thing you know, fucking Vampire Man is calling, and he's like, your son is trying to swindle the award-winning mayor. And yeah, like, so so Don is like, A, 
you you humiliated me by having your dad call my parents. B, you think that I would that I've been doing this just because I want money. C, you think that I would blackmail someone over a baby? That I would use our baby for blackmail? Like, what the fuck is wrong with Ethan, right? Yeah, God. so he, he says, he's like, what happened to you, Kathy? Oh, never mind. I know what happened. You're hang- you're hanging out with that juvenile delinquent and listening to him. <laughs> I'm and I'm just like, side. yeah. I'm on Dodd's side. Yeah, he's right. He's the only yeah. person speaking with logic. So, yeah, so... So <laughs> Don Don says, all I ever wanted was to see my baby once. And then Kathy says, yeah, and then what? You'll just want to see her again and then again and then again. And I'm like, hey, he didn't say that. He just hey, said- Kathy, why am I on? Why am I on Don's side throughout this? Co- like, like all that anyone around him is doing is making entirely baseless assumptions about what he wants and what he's trying to do. Yeah, it's it's really weird that Kathy, who's like a, usually a pretty logical person has just completely because all the ethan said is me no people and she said "Uh uh-huh 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 must be right and now she's just like going with it she's yeah so like he's just like here's here's what you can do okay let don talk to jonathan and sonia and say hey can i can i see my baby like i want to see my baby just just once once, and they can and and if they say no that's within their rights and then that's it this doesn't need to be so dramatic. Okay? But what if he tries to get their money? Oh, so Don Can't says. Someone please uh, think Don's of like, the hey. award-winning rich people and the rich mayor. Yeah. So Don says, "Hey, I'm sorry," and then she says, "You know, that's the first time you've ever said that to me." Uh, we then cut upstairs or to another grandma room. Grandma is like yelling at Ethan because he messed up everything. She's like, "I don't yeah, like, she's like Don, but." This is but, all your fault. Now, now you've made Kathy look like a look like a jerk. She's gonna feel guilty for hurting his feelings. And then Ethan is like, "I don't buy it. He's definitely after money. The only reason that he's not coming out and saying it is because we took away the element of surprise." Oh my god, Ethan! This guy and, is like, he's like so emotional because of how upset he is about this. And then somehow, in the just like the scene with him in the hallway with Kathy earlier. The scene that started with with Kathy's grandma being like, "No, Ethan, no, Ethan, no, Ethan. What is wrong with you, Ethan?" ends with with them agreeing, like, "Yeah, I don't like Don." And Ethan says, "I'm gonna call Kathy's dad," and she's like, "Okay." And then he says, "Can I use your phone? Me no want to pay." Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> so so Jack Reverend is- Stone finds Jack yeah. in bed with his goddamn shoes on. How how else is he gonna? How can he get those shoes off? He's got his arm in a cast. He tells Jack and to Reverend go. And Stone says, "No wonder you can't sleep. You're wearing shoes." I mean. <laughs> This is so stupid. That was what Ken Fields was like. Jack, you could sleep better if you took your shoes off. And he's like, what? Uh, So so Reverend Stone says, the reason you can't sleep at night is because you need to get up and move around. He tells him to go to the gym. Help me with yard work. Get a job. Jack's like, my right arm is completely a twig. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Jack. Get one ripped arm. Haven't you ever seen Monster Factory when they do the WWE games? So funny. If if Jack had one ripped arm, that would be really <laughs> one good. sinewy left arm, one sinewy left arm, and one Jack. Yeah, God. So he tells one. He, what if Jack was jacked? Um, <laughs> then he tells Jack to wax the kitchen floor like he did when he was a little boy. And Jack's like, "But what if I fall?" And then uh, and then uh, yeah, Reverend Stone says, "Then you can sue me." Grace, Grace called. called. Yeah. So, so he says. He says, he says he assured Grace that Jack will not sue the school, but if they find the pimp, then Jack can sue him. I'm sure he can give him the compensation. 
Um, he'll say he's sorry and that'll be fine. He's like, you would sue the university that, that takes, you know, $50,000 from you a semester, that poor defenseless university. It's so sad. He he says, you are not suing the school where you have a scholarship and where the coaches and athletes have done nothing but help you out. (laughs) They've done nothing to stand there listening to you get the shit beat out of you without calling the police. They've put so much work into rebranding you as a Neo Tim Tebow. They've done nothing but take advantage, I mean, help you. Jack says that it's just the insurance company who'd be paying for it, and he says, so everyone at the school would have to shoulder the costs, even the students, which... What? No, that was literally the whole point. And then Jack says, "It's he's like, it's not about the money. It's a matter of principles. And then he says, well, I think I'm questioning your principles. I don't need a new house. I like this house that I that I left and then moved back this, into. This next part is so weird, which is Reverend Stone uh, says that it would be unfair to sue the school and get money from them that could hypothetically buy Jack a nice car while his friends who go to that school and came to visit him in the hospital have to carpool and take the bus. <laughs> What does so, that mean? Also, Jack already has a car. He has a big ass fuck about? off. He has a big ass fuck off hybrid truck. So then yeah, he says, "Would you rather not listen a scratch to me? on it? Listen to that baby purr. Would you rather listen to me? <laughs> Shut up, man! I bought you that car with that pit, that phone destroying pit of acid in it, and you're gonna drive it for the rest <laughs> of your life. The, I forgot about Jack's car's acid pit." So he says, who would you rather listen to? Me or that, that dirtbag lawyer? And then he says, the lawyer would take half of your money and it's dirty money. How can you consider, how this, can yeah, you- Yeah, this, this is my favorite line of the episode. How can you consider yourself a Christian while you're robbing an insurance company? Can you hear that the sound one of the- fuck of a bitch of an ass of a line. Can you hear the sound of my subatomic violin thinking about those poor insurance companies? Aww. Uh, I think I think I've already done the joke about having to amplify the sound of your violin, so I won't do it again. Uh, but the only Jesus thing fu- the only thing funnier about the than this would be if they were like, Jack, what'd you think of the those health insurance companies? Please claims think- to be a Christian takes insurance money anyway. Damn, <laughs> that's fucked up. So then, uh, wait, apparently- so wait, hold on. Uh huh. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. This is where Jack. Jack says to his dad, he's like, no, I I said the same thing when the attorney said that. So, which Jack means that when, also- when Johnny Divorce Attorney said, uh, hey, how about you sue your school? Jack said, I don't want to. I'm a Christian. He said, I'm a Christian, and w- the first commandment is to honor thy insurance company. <laughs> honor thy school's insurance company. <laughs> And then Johnny D said, "What are all the Christians doormats? No idolatry unless it's an insurance company that <laughs> Please you're Please bow to the insurance companies." So, Jack, this is where Jack says, uh, "This could be the end of my promising football career. I don't know how I'm going to make a living and support Grace if I'm not able to fully recover." And then Reverend Stone says, "Huh, well you should I I always told you, oh my god. He says, "I always told you that you shouldn't have that you shouldn't like make football your only option." Because you never know if you might get injured. He didn't get injured playing football. 
Yeah, but then he says that he's like, he well, got the shit beat out of him because the school has no fucking security in the dorms. And then here's the thing I want to tell you. So he's like, what's your plan B, Jack? And then Jack says, uh, choose a major. And he rolls his eyes because he's fucking millennials. But uh, do you remember when Jack told Grace, he's like, you know, Grace, I think I've decided that what I want to do with my life. I want to become a minister. And then Grace goes, fuck you, Jack. That's not a good plan. Stupid Jack, why would you get Owned. a degree in ministry? Facts and logic, I'm a Christian, remember? How Got are him. you? God healed your bones. It's like, 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 your dad's a minister. He he had a job at the University of Phoenix teaching theology. Or he's yeah, Reverend Stone seems to be fucking raking in the money. He's doing a great job. Like, And like, you know how I know that? Because after he moved to Arizona... He kept he, his house. He apparently didn't sell the house that he was leaving behind. <laughs> People on The Secret Life love to have two houses. You just have an extra. So, um, Ricky, Ricky is, uh, he's agonizing over, like, a adding machine, thinking about how he can deal with paying for diapers and daycare. Yeah, he's doing money math at work while working, and then Bunny yells at him to get back to work, which is pretty reasonable, I would say. It is, Bunny is reasonable in a lot of situations, except when she's asking him about what Ricky Dick do, which is like, yeah, the, so half Ricky of what explains. Ricky's like, uh, Amy might go to Hudson after we get married, and Bunny says, I thought the point of school was going to school, and there's no reason she shouldn't just go to school here, because as we all know, every college is exactly the same. A, every college is exactly the same, and B, living in a different place if you don't like living where you're currently living is a horrible, horrible thing to do, and there's no- basically what Bunny is saying is that Amy should die in L.A., I mean, I transferred schools, and it's the damnedest thing. For some weird reason, I felt like I liked University of Oregon more than Arizona State. I don't know why, because it turns out I didn't. Well, a degree is a degree, and there's an... Amy would love... It's all... Look, look, Amy should be... Oh, is that the issue that I didn't end up getting a degree? Well, no. If I hadn't dropped out, then I would be... If I had finished, I would have been looking back on both of these schools with the same... You would have thought these are the same. Those were exactly the same. I don't know why I transferred. would love to have all of her classes in a coffee shop. It turns out that I did like Arizona State after all. Amy could choose to have all of her classes in a coffee shop, or she could have all of her classes off screen. And one of those makes class go by a lot faster. (laughs) That's... That's pretty true. So Ricky uh, says that that he wants to give Amy what she, what uh, I mean it doesn't matter the show's going to be over anyway. He wants to give Amy what she wants. That's for all, all for the season 6 fanfics. Um he wants to give Amy what she wants because what he wants is to do everything he can to make the relationship work out and that bunny Which says, is suspiciously similar to what Clementine said she wants him to do that in that interesting letter? if you think about it. <clears throat> and then Bunny's like, hmm, "Do you think that so, means anything?" No, I don't think Clementine's on the show anymore. Um, Bunny's oh, is, like, is that your official prediction that Clementine? No, will never I think return? I think she'll come back. I just think that that uh, that that was a happy coincidence because there's no way Brenda remembered something from that many episodes ago. By which I mean two. Mm-hmm. She was buying a gold horse in France, so um, she says, "Wow, I'm using my deductive brain skills, and I think that you actually want out." And then he says, uh, "He says he wants Amy to go, and he'd feel guilty for not uh, making her happy." And then he says that he'll be blamed if she doesn't go, and that would kind of affect his perfect good boy image, if you think about it. Man, I'm thinking about it. So Bunny tells uh, her not to get married. Uh, yeah, Bunny get, says don't get don't married. Get married. Uh, that's that I want to keep a tally of all the people who tell Ricky not to get married. I think it's up to four, depending on how you interpret what Jack said. Yeah, so uh, Don is talking to Kathy. He says, <laughs> Interesting hey. Interesting that no one has told Amy not to get married. They've all told Ricky well, they not don't care. to marry. 
<laughs> they're not like, wow, Amy, if you want to go to Hudson and don't really like Amy or Ricky that much, then you shouldn't marry him. They're like, you gotta marry Ricky. That's and the Ricky- thing. That's the thing. We can never forget that Ricky is perfect. Amy has There's everything no reason- she wants. There's no reason Amy wouldn't want to marry Ricky who goes through her mail and Ricky, tells her Ricky that. is the perfect boyfriend, father, and husband. The only issue is that uh, Ricky hates her. Remember when Amy made food for him and he was mad at her for it? Yeah, I remember that. So Don tells Kathy, he's like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I got emotional. I was just missing you. I'll I'll call Jonathan and Sonia and I'll apologize the thing is, I always I always thought that you were going to come back to Houston and we would maybe work things out. But then I heard that you had a new boyfriend who got your parents to let you stay in California. And it really, it just really shook me up and I freaked out and I'm Man, sorry. Man, I think Don is like the most reasonable and mature person on this show. <laughs> kind of seems like it, even though, yeah, he's, he's, very, he's being very mature about the bad thing that he did. I mean, yeah, so he's he, like taking responsibility and apologizing, which no one on this yeah. show ever. So he and Kathy apologizes. have an emotional conversation that I don't care about because I don't care about either of these characters. No. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of it, Don says, uh, "He's like, hey, uh, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go of you, and I'm gonna let go of the baby, and I'm, I'm ready to move on." And then Can I just he says, "Call you every once in a while." Yeah, he says, "Would it be okay though if I call you every once in a while?" And she says, "Yeah, that would be okay." And then as he's about to leave, Ethan walks in because, of course, he was hiding behind the corner and eavesdropping the entire time. I was listening the whole time. And he says, hey, I, Don, can I have a word with you in private? I, I, I want to apologize for the misunderstanding. And Kathy says, okay, sure. And then we get a real extreme close-up oh, of her no. patting Don on the arm as she Uh-oh. leaves the room. Do you think that means Uh-oh. anything? So, so Ethan says, yeah. uh, hey, Don, I'm sorry about the misunderstanding. But honestly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised thinking of it this way. Like, Jonathan and Sonia didn't give Kathy anything. Like, they didn't pay for the hospital bills. They didn't, like give her a gift at the end of it like so ethan is now trying to get don to slip up and agree with him what the fuck is wrong with ethan uh he's good with people so he says and i quote as a guy i have to say you have nothing to show for this whole thing other than that your reputation is ruined oh my god this is so slimy and manipulative and weird and gross and i hate it the second Ethan showed up to talk to Don, I started fucking in Yaba sweating. I was so nervous. <laughs> so he's so like, Ethan, yeah. Ethan's like, hey, I like Kathy. Sh- we, I think we can agree that Kathy should have been compensated in some way, right? Like her dad gave covered all a, the expenses, she, but why yeah. should he have had to do he's, that? Like, he's a, Ethan's like, she gave them a baby and changed their lives. And then, <laughs> and then Don goes, hey, she and I changed their lives. And Ethan says, yeah, right, right. Like you could have asked, you couldn't have asked for money. But, like, they probably could have, like, given you both a gift. Like, it's not against the law to say, hey, thanks for the baby. Here's 50 grand. And then Don goes, I mean, no, it's not against the law. I mean, yeah, like, the lawyers and the doctors all got paid. So why not me and Kathy? I was just going to go visit the baby and drop a few hints here and there. I knew I yeah, couldn't so ask Ethan, the- Ethan, like, gives him one last little prod. And then Don is just like, I was here to get money. I was actually bad the whole time. Yeah, I, you know, I, he just, he just fucking completely opens up to Ethan. He's like, okay, the truth is I was going to go visit. The, I was going to go visit the parents and try to meet the baby. And then when I was there, I knew that I couldn't ask them for money, but I was going to drop a few hints and see if they offered. And then Ethan says, gotcha, gotcha. I knew it was about money. And then he gloats about how he's so good with people. 
He and says, then he I'm tells Don, he's like, never such... show your face again here. <laughs> like, he says, he says, uh, he says he's a Machiavellian genius, and he says, uh, I didn't know a person who was such a good speller could be so stupid. Yeah, and then, and then Don says, whatever, I don't care about you or Kathy or the couple anyway. You're never gonna see me again, bye. And then, uh, he, Man, like, storms I, out. I, I, I wanna say, though, this scene is some, fu- like... If it were for the fact that I knew that Brenda was a hundred years old, this feels like something out of a fucking RPG. It, like, oh, it's this like is fucking some... convincing John Henry Eden to kill himself in one speech check. Right, or like, or like in fucking Human Revolution, like, he read Don as an alpha and he released his pheromones and he pushed empathize. God, this is some fucking like, David Yeah, Cage you really should have gotten some money, and Don's like, yeah... You're right. I should have gotten some money, but <laughs> then the, the, the fact that it ends with dude, he's been like fucking save scumming a Mass Effect mission, <laughs> like like he he keeps trying it over and over until he until he gets the ending where Don goes, huh, "You got me. I'm evil. Well, goodbye forever. <laughs> you have you negotiated win. me into leaving of my own volition. <laughs> you got the you got you got a ton of Paragon points for this." Goodbye. So Kathy, so Kathy, Kathy and her grandma heard. walk out from behind the wall that you're Ethan was hiding behind you're before, a and they say, "Ethan, you're a genius." And then he says, "E equals MC squared." <laughs> he says, "An integer is any number, positive or negative, whole number." And by the way, you had two integers that add up to this is whatever. And then he smacks himself in the face with his own dick. He's so fucking. <laughs> I can't. I cannot stress enough that literally Kathy's grandma says, "You're a genius," and then. Ethan proceeds to solve a basic algebra problem did and you define see the, part, the word integer. Did you integer. see the part where uh, you can see Brenda Hampton hand him uh, a pay stub that has uh, Shailene Woodley's name on it? That was a uh, that was really interesting that he's getting her paycheck now. Oh my God, Fuck what a show. stupid ending! Why was Ethan right? Because he's because he's Ethan because he's Brenda's favorite boy. Oh my god, that's that's one of the dumbest things. That, one like, of the dumbest moments on the show, Ethan in my has, opinion. Ethan is constantly, left and right, being characterized as a weirdo, like, obsessive, slimy, like... But then every time he does anything, he's right. Why? <sighs> because he's Ethan. Why do they make him seem like such a piece of shit, then, if they think that he's good? Because the further you fall, the higher you can rise when you're proven right, and the bad guy says he's bad. Oh my god. That's Brenda Vision. Who's That's your favorite? Brenda Vision, uh, contrary to what GoToJO showed where I thought that I had 15 fucking minutes left. Can I, can I say one thing? Uh-huh. This, first of all, favorite least favorite, that's what, this is what it's about. Favorite least favorite character. Favorite character. Jack? <laughs> it's Jack. I think it's Jack. This week. I am going to break my own rule, and I'm going to give joint least favorite character to Ben and Ethan, because it's just they were both so bad that they've broken through the rule for me. Okay, well, they haven't. I do appreciate that they are the worst characters in this episode, but the We'd, the question is not least favorite I, character. It's least favorite I just character need to besides give them George, an extra, Ricky, Ben, I just Ethan. need to give them an extra push because of the fact that Brenda wrote a plot line where Ethan was right yes, and Don had this Let's whole... not gloss over how horrible they both are, but who's okay. your least favorite character otherwise? It's It's gotta be, it's gotta be fucking finance guy. I was I was actually tied actually, between Reverend Stone guy, and Counselor O'Malley. It's finance guy and Miss O'Malley. But Miss O'Malley, I really, was... I really hated Reverend Stone though, because like, what was, what was this shit where his son, who just had to go to therapy to deal with his fucking night terrors, like, 
he was like, hey, Jack, I know why you can't sleep. It's because you're in bed. <laughs> like, you know why he can't sleep. It's because he was attacked. I mean, yes, but Reverend Stone also refused to take care of his own son for, like, three months and made him live with George Jurgen. So he's always right, and then he, Yeah, he d- yeah, 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 so he's bad. And yeah, then right. he fucking urges him to go to the gym and work out his one working arm. Like, and, like, and the, what what the fuck is wrong with him? Oh, I wanted to say one thing that, uh, this has nothing to do with this episode. I just wanted to say a thing I realized about the show today that I had messaged you, which is on Brenda Hampton's show, The Secret Life of the American Teenager, um, there have been two instances of condom use, David Johnson and Adrian and Ben, and mm-hmm. both of them failed because condoms don't work because birth control is bad and wrong, and the only correct way to, to not get pregnant is to be abstinent. Thanks, Brenda. Yes. So, here are questions. I'm going to answer. We're going to go do all of them because this is my my light. This week. Are you sure you want to do that when we're this far into it? We actually, episode? I realized that we, we had stuff that's getting cut out. It's fine. I want to do some okay. questions. Here's a question from Anonymous that says, Every week I click play on the new episode of Jerging It podcast, and I'm amazed at the new steps the show takes to punish Amy for having had sex once as a teen girl. That's what it all comes back to. It's why we hate Amy and love Ricky. It's why everything bad in their relationship is her fault. It's why her future doesn't matter. It's why John hates her. Girls, you're supposed to mate for life with a man who is your boss, says wise Brenda. It's the show's thesis. So my question is, how right am I, Roy? 100% A+. Um, I'm going to run away crying having confessed my crimes and never come back to the show again. Because you're so correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, Ricky did. Ricky did the same thing that Amy did, but... It is interesting that, yes, the the whole with but. a man that is your boss is, like, if a woman in your relationship has, uh, has a higher status than you, the relationship always falls apart. Like, with Anne and George, like, Anne was making more money with George, and they were, and George was, like, a stay-at-home dad, and they were very happy for, like, an episode, and he loved it, and then all of a sudden they decided that they didn't want to get married because it's bad when that happens. Yeah, man, remember Ashley. Who? Uh, here's one What's from friend question? of the show, Kitty Princess, who I believe is, it looks like Summer? Yeah, I think that's who that is. It's, let, me uh, says, ch- I, let me check. Let me check here. It is Summer. I just clicked on the Tumblr. Thanks, Summer. Uh, I'm this not one, convinced. I clicked on the uh, Tumblr, and it says it's Summer. That's Summer. Listen to uh, to my pot cabbages. It's good. I'll listen to it when I've watched the show, which I will do one day, I promise. Um, this one says favorite smells. I have a very real answer to favorite smells. I mm-hmm. fucking love the smell of like any combination of orange and vanilla. It's so ooh, that's good. Good. I have a I have a confession, and I don't know if you knew this about me, Jordan. I have mm-hmm. a very weak sense of smell. I do as well, which is why I enjoy strong smelling good stuff. Coffee is a good smell. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm thinking of, like, what are smells that I like? And I'm like, uh, I enjoy taking a whiff directly out of a bottle of vanilla extract, the only smell that I can smell. <laughs> oh, God. That's extreme. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But, yeah, that's that's what comes to mind. Here's, uh, I've got two questions from friend of the can show. Can I tell you a secret about me? Yeah. I don't know if you would know this. Uh-huh. When I was a child, I enjoyed the smell of car exhaust. <laughs> okay. And on multiple occasions when we were, like, about to drive somewhere, I would kneel behind the car. That's really weird. (laughs) That's fucking weird. There's an F F plus episode about that. I know. (laughs) It was never a sexual thing. Don't worry. I was, like, six. I know that. I'm just thinking about the the F plus car exhaust episode and laughing. I don't know why I used to do that. That's really weird. Oh, my God. You're a kid. Kids, like... 
weird smells and tastes. That's fine. Uh-huh. Here's one from friend of the show, Xi Jinping Thought, who says, uh, so do you guys have favorite colors or what? XOXO Chai. Off the top of my, my favorite- head, I, I like green. Uh-huh. Green's Green? good. Yeah. Mine is blue to the point that I actually have in recent years had to deal with the fact that basically all of my clothes are blue. I like, had that when I was in high school with blue. I, I actually, I've had to, <laughs> I had to buy a new pair of jeans because I, I had a, or a, a new, a new hoodie rather, because my shoes and my jeans were the exact same shade of blue. Oh, and yeah. And then I accidentally bought a hoodie that was also the exact same shade of blue. <laughs> I also like purple and I also like it's dark red. It's a speed red. suit. Ooh, mama. Here's one <laughs> from friend of the show, Chai, who says, How does it feel knowing you still have two Lord of the Rings worth of slot left? Uh, question extended or not extended? Because that is, uh, I would ooh. rather watch, I would rather watch the rest of this than watch two Lord of the Rings movies. I enjoy, I, I enjoy a Lord of Rings, but, th- you I know, that's, could, that's, couldn't be me. That's, that's, you know, we all have our own opinions. I'm a, I'm a, uh, Silmarillion fan myself as well. God, um, I didn't know that you were such a fucking nerd. I apologize. Um, here's one from friend of the show, Trash Squatch. I don't know why I said it like that. You're a, a loyal yeah, I, listener. I don't know why you said friend. it like that either. I don't, I don't know. My brain burnt down. This one says, uh, for Jordan, please talk about the cat of the show, Susie. And for Sam, is there any kind of pet you would like to have? Hmm. Uh, Susie's good. I can't. I can't get a cat because I live in a place that is that I'm renting from our mom. Or our parents, rather. And our mom is allergic to cats, so I can't exactly uh, dander up this place. I'll tell you one thing about Susie. Great cat, nothing but, almost nothing but positive things to say. However, she has recently learned that if you press a certain spot on the PlayStation, a shiny circle will come out. (laughs) And uh, boy, does that make playing video games a harrowing process. Yeah, you know what? Uh-huh. That's your fucking payment for when you would turn off the PlayStation and the Xbox. I was when just we were thinking about that. Children. I was just thinking about like, man, this must. Does be she also it... destroy your Zoids? She destroys my Zoids. I uh, she actually corrupted my uh, my memory card with a uh, with a uh, Metroid Prime on it two times, both times before I was about to beat the game. Man, I was a a, a, a destructive child. But yeah, yeah so really now living shit. with my cat uh, is like living with myself when I was a little kid, except much more nice <laughs> most of the time. I, you know, I I would like to get a cat maybe when uh when I move into a place that is larger than this and won't entirely smell like cat shit. <laughs> it's it's not so bad. It, when a cat when a cat takes a, a goes uses the toilet, it when only a cat smells goes ba- to jo. When a cat, ugh, ugh. what? When a cat. Takes a a, a poopus. It <laughs> it only smells bad when for like a cat a, takes a poopus. It only smells bad for a couple minutes. It's fine. That's too many minutes. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Susie will uh, take the disc out of the PlayStation, uh, and it sucks when I'm trying to play Monster Hunter, and it incentivizes me buying games. <laughs> and, she, and she holds it above your head. And makes I you once jump got home it. one day and found my uh, my my copy of uh, of Judgment just all the way in the kitchen. <laughs> it was not good. Wait, she it wasn't said, go judgment. get it, pussy. It wasn't Judgment, it was, uh, oh, it was Death Stranding, that's what it was. It I was really playing. doesn't matter. It matters to me, because I said it was recently, and I don't want to be called out for being a liar. Okay. Yeah, so she's asserting dominance. George would never play Judgment recently. 
She's, uh, she's, uh, asserting dominance by interrupting my gaming time. Yeah, and then she shoves you into a locker. And then she T-poses violently. Any more questions? That's all of them. Yay! Alright, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Jurgenet, jurgenet.tumblr.com. I can probably stop saying that because I have not posted on there in a million years, but you can, uh, ask us things there. I've been using the Twitter more often. Yeah, uh, Twitter's good. I mean, it's not good, but it's... It's, be- it's better than... More people are on Twitter than Tumblr these days. You can find me on Twitter at PosiStress. Jordan is at Bradipus Rex. Shut up. Just making fun of you. Uh, we have a Discord where you can chat with us. You can watch us live blog the episode and get mad about it in real time uh, over the course of four and a half hours. Uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash JurgenIt, as you could probably guess. Uh, $1 gets you access to all of our bonus content, Secret Diary of Ashley Jurgens readings, Circle Jerk episodes, fan fiction readings, uh, the Grant High School Exchange program episodes. We are going to be recording Beastly this weekend. It's Hooray! decided. I'm watching it uh, on Saturday. Um, uh, $5 gets you a special role in our Discord, a shout out. You can send in a message that we'll read in Ben voice, ASMR optional. $10 gets you all that. Plus, a special Discord role that lets you listen to our recordings live while they happen. And we love it. Thank you to our 10 and $5 subscribers. Valerie W., Destryhawk, HCabe, Kyle T. All, Dr. B. Dandy, and Alexander Grassdragon Corbett. Thanks. 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 And have fun. You can find all of our episodes at secretlifepod.com. We are hosted on noisespace.xyz, the home of podcasts such as... My Pod Cabbages. Podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. The Wonder Yerks. Uh, Fear Baiting. Middlebrow Madness. Uh, Giants Confirmed. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Fantastic Satisfaction. And more. And like we say at the end of every episode, an integer is a positive or negative number that is a whole number, and the two integers that add up to two are one and one. Avoid the Noid. Destroy the Zoid. Of Ethan the Ethan. (laughs) Avoid the Noid, destroy the Zoid. Fuck you, Sam. I I made the right decision. (laughs) Okay, bye. Fuck Zoid. Strike laser claw. Bye. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. Brenda Vision. American Teenager is.